0: Here we are again, David, finding ourselves on a... Oh, you know what? <laughs> from changing back to Sunday, we are back to a Monday. And Why not? We're doing double duty tonight. A double shot. A double shot. And on top of that, we did a sweet interview with some of our patrons
1: that you will hear at the end of this show. Super exciting stuff from this past weekend. Uh, and, uh, and I can't wait to share it with everyone. Um, yeah, man. But uh, for this, <laughs> ooh, it's our spooky <laughs> Halloween spooktacular. Um, and uh, and uh, what kind of Halloween movies have you been watching? You and the fam.
0: You know, I have been watching, this, I haven't watched any Halloween. Okay, we watched Hocus Pocus. That was a, yep. a guarantee. We had to watch that one again. Yeah, every, he was a every year. <laughs> And uh, I picked out, uh, my new TV show to watch for this uh, this month of October, and that is um, The Haunting of Hill House.
1: Okay, sweet. We did not... Okay. So we watched it backwards. We watched Bly Manor first, and then we were okay. watching Hill House, and we were like, eh. <laughs> but I hear, okay. really? I hear we okay. were well, very that's wrong. Like, most people liked Hill House and not Bly Manor.
0: But. Interesting. I'll see how I think. So, But it, it's good to know that you liked blind man or more yeah because then after watching this i should well so this suggestion. year was
1: a different story altogether we watched um oh midnight mass same cast same crew. oh yeah yeah okay uh and uh the show itself was not great but the guy that plays the preacher in uh this series was not in Either of those series that I recall, anyway, uh, and he was so good. Um, but uh, Midnight Mass was like, eh, <laughs> okay. But uh, but yeah, so that's the uh, that's the one you're making your way through right now. We just finished up. Yeah, new, so you, I'm sure that you three. have done
0: far more.
1: Yeah, and I to- I totally watched Halloween Kills last week, which I was so excited to get out. Saw it in a theater. Uh, complained that the projector was flickering before the movie started, and it still was not fixed, so we got free tickets at the end of that. And it was at one of my favorite... things. So I... (sighs) You can't be in LA without somebody telling you you have to go to the Arclight. Well, now that's not even an option anymore because the Arclight and Pacific Theaters have closed altogether. But there was a time where you, you were looked down upon for not going to the Arclight. And I... When the arc light became a thing, lived right near the Hollywood Arc light, and I just couldn't care less. I was like, "Nope, it's not my AMC. I love my AMC. I would go to Burbank AMC. And if I was feeling really fancy, I'd go to Century City AMC. Far preferred it. And I don't know what switched. I guess it was coming moving to the valley and being tired of driving over the hill to go to AMC. I'm being tired of driving to Burbank when there was an Arclight right down the street. So we started going to the Arclight. And I was like, oh, they don't play those commercials before the movie starts. That is kind of lame and boring. And I felt like everybody was like, oh, you can choose your seats at the Arclight. Everybody sort of jumped on that train, which I was all right, about. Yep. Yeah. But um, I really don't like seeing the commercials before the movie. All the commercials were back. The bathrooms were a mess. Oh, so since Arclight has closed, uh, all the commercials are now... Uh, regal bought that theater and so it's commercials bathrooms are shitty uh everything's just like i'm i'm all mad because the infrastructure is there but uh they're doing nothing with it these regal cinemas and well uh, doesn't
0: does regal now do they do the same thing as a studio movie grill where they're offering you uh, beer and food at your seats
1: no. Are they at least not doing at that? that location? I don't know if they're waiting okay. on their liquor license or what, but the bar area of the arc light still is there, but it just has some flowers on the bar. And oh. it's just like a lounge area with the lights all off over there. <laughs> uh, it's not a good time. Um, but uh, man, I mean, I guess everyone's just trying to surviving. <laughs> <laughs> this is Jimmy E. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. I was like, I'm doing a lot of talking and I'm not getting to the point. Um, because I went on a tangent about theaters in LA, but I was really upset about the ArcLight. used to have somebody come out, introduce the movie and then say, Hey, I'm going to be standing right at the back. I'm going to watch the first 10 minutes, make sure everything looks and sounds correct. And like literally my first time back to this theater that used to do that building that housed a company that used to do that before their movies, uh, now owned and operated by some other company, there was, I don't, I guess I don't really care about the intro, but literally there were sound and picture problems <laughs> so, oh, that I complained man. about before the movie started because they were, they were sound and picture problems or there were picture problems during the pre-show which Arclight never had. It was just like somebody, I used to get joke that they were throwing up a gang sign. Like it was just the shadowy <laughs> hand uh, that was like in the shape of an A and I was like, oh, throwing up the gang sign. But that was it. You sat in silence and you looked at that picture. And then, uh, but uh, at AMC, they show the commercials, right? And usually I was sure that it was a different projector than the projector that projects the movie, right? So I was like, eh, not a big deal it's gonna they're gonna switch over to the other projector when the movie starts uh so then uh they start showing trailers and the first trailer was the gucci movie and i was like oh yeah i want to see this trailer but oh it's flickering i better go tell somebody and (laughs) because i'm me right uh right they play uh something else i was like okay well i know they'll play the scream trailer after the scream trailer i'll go and so sure enough they played the scream trailer like third uh Or something. And so I went and I told somebody. And I was like, hey, it was flickering in the pre-show. It's flickering during the trailers really bad. Um, I don't know. Somebody can take a look at it or swap out the bulb or something like that. And somebody came, watched, let me get my manager, no problem. Halloween starts. And I'm like, oh, man, everyone's going to be real mad when they stop the movie. (laughs) And it never stops. (laughs) 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 It basically looked like when you watch a movie and somebody's at the movies and it's all flickery like that's what it looked like really yeah oh my god that
0: would be terrible
1: (laughs) yeah and uh and so yeah not for the uh epileptic folk right uh but uh it kind of added to the creepiness of it but anyway loved seeing halloween kills in the theater i was very excited um good and uh and so uh here we are i i chose surviving to sort of uh issue our um is that the, I've never said that word out loud. That's one of the, no, it sounds I've, good. I'd say a shoe, a shoe, a shoe. Oh, bless you. Um, I, <laughs> uh, to a shoe, the series we were doing, but I was like, what kind of like Halloweeny songs did Jimmy world have? I love this time of year. And, uh, and the best I could think was surviving. So, uh, Laurie Strode's just surviving out there, you know, um, uh, Michael Myers is surviving at all times. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, uh, that was how I got to surviving. Um, One thing we didn't cover last week is we've been doing this podcast now for two years. Isn't that insane? It is insane, David. And to celebrate, why not do the title track for Surviving, which is also celebrating two years this past week. Uh, So, um, yeah, I thought we would celebrate both of those things and have it be our Halloween episode. Why not tie it all up in a nice bow? um and last bit of housekeeping we'll talk about one other thing uh we're we're doing a double shot tonight so that gives us some housekeeping uh for next week the show that you went and saw uh, because we have lots of show talk this week um but did you see i think i might not have sent this to you because you were camping alex melton has a new video this week did you see what it was Oh, I absolutely saw. In fact, I shared it on the Discord,
0: and then a couple of days later, um, I think you had shared it with me. <laughs> so, no, just we're just kind of like passing each other. I should have, have just sent it been directly just to you, getting this <laughs> I know, new job right? in order, uh, and dude. You, from and home. and it was your birthday weekend, and all of this stuff came up. It was a busy week for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, yes, but I do I did see it.
1: It's interesting working from home. Like I find my, that I'm not. I'm, I think I'm doing so many other things, especially because uh, we're very close to getting Keaton in preschool, which I'm very excited about. But between handling him during the day and getting my work done, I really don't have a lot of time to, like, be on Discord. It's kind of crazy. Like, I'm not off Discord because I'm so knee-deep in work. That part hasn't even happened yet. It's just my hands are full. Uh, and yeah. so I haven't really been on Discord. I haven't been on Chorus. I haven't been social. Um but I'm doing the best I can. But man, this new Alex Melton video where he plays the middle with all halftime drums is really cool.
0: I love it because you you hear that in your mind and you think, I wonder what it would sound like if they never went, you know, boom, ka, boom, ka. And that's it. He's
1: got it and he's done it in his sound and it yeah. sounds so good. And his little thing at the end, I was never a drummer in a band, but I absolutely love when drummers go halftime. And uh, yeah. Alex talks about, you know, I played in cover bands and all the stuff, played hundreds of shows, and I always love doing something, mixing it up and playing halftime. And he had joked that the band might get upset sometimes for him doing that. As a, I don't know if it's because I'm part of the rhythm section as a bass player. I fucking love it. It gets me <laughs> so hyped. Um, so uh, did the entire... Uh, I'm sure we will go gaga over it on the middle episode, like what five years from now. But um, <laughs> uh, we're actually closer to it than we are uh, opener. But um, yeah. uh, I uh, I just wanted to point that out. Everybody should go check that out if they don't already follow, like, and subscribe to Alex Melton videos. Um, yeah. And so that brings us to the title track. Unless you have other housekeeping, Justin. No, man, you hit it. This is the title track to Jimmy Eat World's newest release, Surviving, titled Surviving Track 1 of 10, released October 18th, 2019, produced by JMJ and Jimmy Eat World, recorded at Unit 2, Shade JMJ, and East West, written by Jimmy Eat World. The artist is Jimmy Eat World. The singer is Jim. No one is featured on this track that we know of. RCA, Exotic Location, release... Notable high notes of B4 and A4, notable low notes of B2. There is no demo that we are aware of. It's been played 25 times so far Um, as of recording. First played in concert October 6th. 2019 at crescent ballroom in phoenix arizona most recently played just this past friday october 22nd at chain reaction in anaheim i can't believe uh, our fake fan asses were not there
0: i know Um, you know what though david we were there in spirit the the universe worked against us
1: (laughs) covid is over there's no amazing traffic like there was for a year and a half we were blessed for so long getting down just to pick up tickets on a tuesday was like brain melting let alone me then going back down again on that friday finding babysitters all that stuff it just sounded like a nightmare uh so we yeah. didn't go to that we didn't go to chain fast we're fake fans justin i i guess this is us handing in our microphones and our cable that's it man Let's pack it up <laughs> um <laughs> this song has 18000 listeners on last fm 75000.6 scrabbles 29 of which were me and this is a do i get a pickle with that music release um it is an a major key 11b camelot 125 bpm 305 duration and zach fucking slays
0: hell yeah in this
1: song um do you have anything what are your last fm stats did you have oh yeah yeah,
0: i got 42 the answer to life the universe and everything for me, so this was a big. I had this played a lot, and I think I was still linked up. I still had our uh, our Echo show linked up to my Spotify. So I was. I had this thing like Alexa play Surviving, <laughs> and then and then you know she'd play it. Uh, but yeah, forty two. I was surprised to see that. I didn't think it was going to be that high. Um, yeah, I really like this album. This is, and and I think it's just because we got caught in doing the podcast. Uh, you know, shortly around the time that this was that this had dropped and COVID happened, and there's I don't think I gave it enough play, and I start you know <laughs> forty two like, lessons, I, you're like,
1: eh, I haven't heard it enough.
0: <laughs> I guess, man, I don't know. Um, just compared to other things, and I got caught up going back. I love that their catalog has enough space in between and, and enough different sounds that you can go and just kind of jump and hop onto these different points in their discography and get a different feeling. And I just found that I haven't come back around to surviving yet. Mm, I think so, that's fair. Uh, yeah, I, that's what I think. Only because I haven't heard this album in its entirety for a while. And in fact, let me tell you, when I last listened to this. Um, oh, that's fun. To Surviving was, yeah, uh, definitely the least amount in 2021. 2019, I listened to it yeah 20 times, then 16 times in 2020. And now it's seven times this, yeah. this year so far so um yeah before this i mean a couple of times in september a lot of times last winter i don't know i haven't really i haven't put this album into like oh this is this is good a driving album this is good summer this is good spring winter i you know i haven't hasn't really fit into that yet so
2: yeah
1: yeah also the least for me this year 26 crobbles mm. versus 2019 i had 191 yeah man let's turn that around man yeah, um, let's do that. Do you want to jump into lyrics, or is there anything else you want to talk about? Uh, no, let's do this. Wise or uh, I mean, structure-wise, in this song, the coolest part is its a note. Um, uh, I thought oh many yeah. uh, people making a uh, yuck yuck about them saying I learned this on the bass in one try.
0: <laughs> yeah, and what wasn't it? Um,
1: Punko's um, pod was
0: it? Punko's pod?
1: Uh, Punko's pod. Yes, and yes. Uh, those are those are people I know from was it? the Blink One Fifty Five community. <laughs> Um, um, I swear it
0: was, yeah, there was somebody that had mentioned just playing the A, right on Twitter yeah. and just playing it over and over. And then my response to that was, I swore that the the wavelength of the, of an A note mm-hmm. had the most, um, the physical impact. like it, it was the one like when you hear someone playing an A, like, let's say you're standing outside the venue and you hear an A being played on a bass. That's the one that reverberates the most. I think I was, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That's I can't remember. Kind of cool. I, I, I researched like the idea it again. That. I stuck behind there it. I don't is know if I was that actually.
1: note, like whatever that note is, but yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There, and I swear it was A. Was like So I thought, of all notes to play for three minutes, why not play the A? <laughs> Um, and also we will get into this uh, as far as like song structure goes, but in the mini dive, um, talking about Zach's drums and how he just unleashes and his process for developing those that sound, yeah, um, hearing it separated is it, it's a treat. So yeah, yeah we'll in the meantime, let, sure. yeah, I will get into these lyrics here. So I have uh, blocked these off into. I should just this should just be verse one the whole thing.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know right. You know?
0: <laughs> The way that once once you find out how this thing is is sort of built underneath the guts of this puppy. That's true. Uh, But I do have this as verse one, but just kind of uh, sectioned off into two blocks. So verse one, part one goes, don't hide your face. What you were before doesn't have to be you anymore. And I think this talks about the album itself and the whole theme of survival and surviving as a band, as a musician, as an artist. Um, Don't be ashamed of who you are or even who you were. Uh, The past is in the past. You don't need to dwell on it. And let's just look toward the future. It doesn't have to be you anymore. Whoever you were in the past, that's, that's, uh, that's someone else. So make your own futures is how we're starting this whole album off in these first four lines. The second half goes, maybe you've been scared and that's what you know. And all the shame – and again, (laughs) giving you a mouthful, man. Like what would you say? He makes a meal (laughs) of it. Makes a meal of it. And all the shame – and all the shame going to call you home. It's going to call you home. And I think this one's saying you've been concerned with what other people think your entire life. And as a result of that, that's all you know. But if you get caught up in that, you're going to be stuck right where you've always been. Um, And all the shame's going to call you home. It's going to bring you back. So – we're kind of setting it up to realize what you might be stuck in or the rut that you could visualize from the outside now. Uh, and again, we we don't have a chorus in this. So this is what it's, what's been labeled under genius is verse two. Yep. It never was your
1: fault.
0: <laughs> it's still a part to play. You carry it so close. You can read its name. This is really cool. I like how this says like, you carry it so close. You can read its name who you were, or who you wanted to be was not your fault, right? But it does, however, shape who you can be, and you need to be very aware of its presence. And so it's a very important part
1: it. of the whole, right? That seems to be what yeah. you're sort of saying, but still a part to play.
0: Right. So, yeah, you need to be aware of that. You, you need to carry it close, yeah, like you were saying, um, so close that you can read its name. Like, you're very familiar mm-hmm. with it. And then, yeah, and then play that part of uh, who you are as a participant in life. Second half of this verse is, in a lot of ways, you're still that lost kid. Yeah, you can still survive, but not exactly live. No, not exactly live. And I thought I was all cheeky in my annotation here with the last word in my in, in my annotation for this line. But it seems like a few articles had this in there. Um, if you're floundering in the middle, like you haven't made a choice one way or another. Like you're just, um, I think floundering is a good word. Uh, yeah. What is it? Uh, you'll never be different. Yes, you will survive, but will you thrive? And I thought of that with having not read any of the articles, and it's like, uh, is Jimmy World thriving and, and surviving? <laughs> I was like, okay, so I'm not original in this, uh, but it is. I think it's a it, it's a call to remind you that yes, you'll 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 live life, but will you really live? You're not going to exactly live. You will exist,
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. but you're
0: not going to you're not going to live life to its fullest. Try everything. And and be somebody who is uh, has left a mark on this world.
1: Yeah, it's interesting because I feel like you're you're the one that goes more deep into these things. But you know, this sort of reminds me about uh, a little about uh, social media and FOMO, right? Like people yeah are constantly looking at people doing things in their lives and comparing their experiences to those things and. While we might all be making our way through this rat race, right, Uh, we're not exactly – we are in our heads and telling ourselves that we're not living, no matter what that is. Like, maybe you've got a lot going for you that this person that you're idolizing doesn't have going for them, and you're, uh, uh, you're telling yourself that while you're surviving, you're not exactly living, but so is this other person. Maybe. I don't know. No,
0: you're right. And I think that's helped me through several things over the last few years to a point to where I've grown out of uh, dwelling on situations like that. You know, being growing up, you know, as a as a let's just say, like a a self-described like an emo kid in in (laughs) several different ways, you know, just being very hung up on things. We talked um, about like our brooding. attempts at swooping our hair. and <laughs> Yeah, like that. Uh, all of, And growing up and becoming an adult and realizing that there's other things out there that are more important. And just like you said, looking at this from a different perspective and like, what are they looking at with me? Like, do they wish they could be doing what I'm doing? And that has helped me through, but I am not immune. I And you're right, I still get very caught up in certain things, especially when you build stuff up in your head and you know like let's say things don't go exactly as you plan um or you're preparing yourself for one certain scenario and something else occurs i imagine that's kind of what like,
1: camping is like
0: <laughs> well yeah and that's that's something that it's definitely like for camping for example it's something i'm used to doing and other people maybe they want to try camping it's like i've done this for the last 10 years of my life i mean i could do this blindfolded i've got stuff i've got you know i've got you guys don't find yourselves this... now
1: uh, uh, with plans that go awry and that ruining yeah. anything.
0: Right. Yeah, not anymore. I mean, we still, there's still certainly things. Like, I, I think I was mentioning to you guys, I, I was down on my hands and knees. Our, uh, we haven't used a filter on our trailer, so all of this calcification got into the, into the water lines. I'm sitting there on my hands and knees on Saturday uh. morning. I've disconnected the back line using a bendy straw to blow the calcium deposits out of our toilet. And I think, is this the lowest that it's going to be this weekend here? <laughs> is there anything lower than this? Um, but you know what? After I was done, I I went out and told the family, I was like, guess what? Trailer's back to 100%. Everything's working fine. I felt fulfilled. And it was a, it was a good morning after that. So, um, you know, it's like, yeah, we're still caught off guard. And I shouldn't get mixed up in other people's events. Like you said, it's just, it's not worth worrying over when it's out of my control. Yeah. I think that's what you were saying, right, David? <laughs>
1: I th- yeah, exactly. In so many words. Okay. When, when life has you on your knees blowing your trailer, you know. <laughs> just listen to what Jim has to say.
0: Yeah, right. And what, and what does Jim have to say in this, in verse three slash um, part uh, six and seven of verse one. <laughs> Here we go. He says, um, "Gonna stand this ground. Gonna say it loud. Never define yourself by choices others make." There it is. And uh, yeah, I think it's just, it's just, it's he's saying make a stand and don't let others define who you are or who you want to be. This is your life and yours only. Live your best life and screw the haters. Yeah. Fuck those yeah. lemons and bail. <laughs> <laughs> you got any weed? <laughs> uh and then the very last uh part of this that goes into the outro here is um if no one said it yet, it would be a shame. And at this point I think he's screaming, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. he's hit he's yeah. hit that octave hey. there. Yes. So if no one said it yet, it would be a shame. That ends right now. You're not alone in pain, never alone in pain, never alone in pain, never alone in pain, never alone in pain, really hammers that home. And I think that's very important. I love when Jim repeats those lines that need to really, like you need to just stop your in your tracks and, and think for a moment. Maybe this is, oh, th- maybe he's right. And I think in this last verse, he's saying it. So um, it would be a shame if no one said it yet. It refers to addressing the issue of being complacent in your life maybe of being a tool. And this is a call to get yourself up off of the floor. You're not alone. You're never alone. People have shared in the same pain that you're feeling. And uh, I got to send this Paul Rudd shit to me right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a beautiful man. Oh, i um, fast. And <laughs> look at us. <laughs> yeah.
1: I love how terribly cropped uh, and, this one is. It's so bad. <laughs> it is
0: horrible. <laughs> a, fuck buttons and ba- Life gives lemons. (laughs) All right. So um, okay, that was, and that's really it. Is that Jim's just saying that you're you're not alone. You're never alone in your pain. Uh, And it's also, I think, it's a not only it's it's not discounting somebody that's having an issue and and experiencing pain. Like you know, there's a million other people that have felt the same thing. It's just that you're not alone, and you can reach out to other people and know that there's other people that can support you and share this moment um, and they've come up out of it and and hopefully you do too. I, so it's very, it, it's very inspirational. This title track surviving, opening this. Um, and we can talk about what uh, I guess we, uh, it depends on when we go into it, uh, the, the structure of this song, but I think that plays an important role in how you should receive this song. I mean, once you, I mean, it is, it, it's a cool track, how it starts out, but uh, once you see how Jim has sort of formulated, it's, right. uh, it's,
1: I think I noticed it the first time around, but then I was like, I need to do more active listening to confirm what I think is happening here. Yeah. And you said it's an A. That's what it is. I think
0: it was an A. Yes. Yeah. I mean, we could look up, in fact, I'll look up surviving. I mean, it
1: is an A major key. Oh, and if they're only landing on one song, it's kind of got to, or one note the whole time, it's kind of got to be that one, right?
0: Wouldn't this surviving tab be hilarious if it was just an A? (laughs) <laughs> right in the middle of the screen. Now
1: it does it, it it does evolve a little bit. It it drops to like an A flat and back up to the A. Uh, yeah. In that last verse. Um,
0: yeah, and it actually does play. So it goes from A to a little bit of a D. Yeah. And yeah, is that so what it is it's, okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it goes. Yeah, so it just goes up to that um, that uh, fifth. Yeah, it goes up a fifth. Pretty sure, right? Is that right, David? at the a, first from the first B, C, from an A to a D? Yeah. Is no? Is that the fourth? It's like a. a oh, I, I got a keyboard. It's the fourth, right it's the fourth me degree. A to <laughs> D. No, that's degree. a fifth. See, is it?
1: Oh no, it's a fourth. You're right. Yeah, it's a fourth. Okay, that's so e. from the yeah. first
0: first position to the fourth position. I, I, right. I'm
1: slowly making my desk like. Uh, I might transition <laughs> to your recording setup. I don't know, but I have a keyboard yeah. in front of me now. So, like, okay, my level okay. twenty-five key is now like here on my desk so (laughs) while i can't hear it i can definitely see that
0: yeah oh and this is also why it's even more chunky this isn't drop d
1: oh of course i mean yeah let's not be ourselves
0: yeah (laughs) got that a7 suspended four baby all right okay so yeah there it is so it is an a confirmed confirmed
1: and so and those are did we get to the end yeah, that's it okay. It was never loved. I wasn't reading Just along repeated. with you there. So yeah, that's okay. But uh but yeah, that is uh that is it. What a jam. I think it's a terrific opener uh yes. to this record. Uh and I love I don't think I heard it. I think I knew that they had played it before the record was released and I avoided it. I wanted to uh come in clean. Um uh and uh and so I was very excited when I heard this song. I thought it was a great opener. And that they have uh, started playing shows again. That they're playing it out live. Not every night, but um, some nights is uh, is uh, an exciting thing for people to right. experience. One thing I had in my track notes, and this is a commercial, I guess, for our own uh, show, is we have a Patreon series that goes by this name. Uh, that is my uh, my um, pursuit of getting down to my wedding weight by the time we finish this podcast is called the Surviving series uh yeah uh for many reasons uh but i did i I have it here in my track notes uh and then i've got just a grip of blurbs from blogs and stuff we can burn yeah uh why don't we split those up i imagine we have some cross here so maybe you do one i do one and i'll bet we get through them all
0: okay uh go ahead and start because i have uh i brought them up but i've got uh,
1: sputnik music um, Sputnik Music review by Sewing Staff. I, okay, I, I try to get these people's names in here, but whatever. Uh, they gave it a 4.3. I hope that's out of five. Uh, this is what they said about the song "Surviving." The opening/slash title track has one of the best sing-along choruses, and the band exercises admirable restraint in not allowing it to poke its head through until the second half of the song. Says Sputnik Music. Sputnik music, I have got. See, I, this was the problem
0: here is that I let me see what I've got annotated out, out of this. Here we go. So, Rock Seller Magazine.
1: I don't even have this one. This I love was
0: this. Rock Seller Magazine, October 17th, 2019. They had to say this specifically about surviving: Was Surviving explores some of the different kinds of weights my ego tells me I have to carry, what I see people around me choosing to carry, and what I have found to be the truth when I choose to let it go. Adkins says of this record and its themes. So we'll probably hear him say that in some of the clips that we
1: pulled uh, later in the pod, but uh, all right, sweet. Uh, Here is dead press written by Dylan Tuck gives it an eight out of 10. The record. Here's what he said about surviving. Jimmy Eat World are emo heroes for a reason. They've spent 25 years creating emotion driven moments like these. And from the title track opener, to the cascading concluder congratulations surviving is proof that they're still very much worth their salt says dead mm. press okay and uh from, Tidal, from Tidal, title from title october 11th. this is great yeah
0: october 11th 2019 they had a chat with jim about this oh sexy jim christopher Atkins. and they asked it play um It plays, this is how the prompt is, it plays into the idea of surviving. What do you attribute your longevity to? And does your longevity ever surprise even you? Uh, So on the idea of surviving, yes, it is surprising. We had no expectations when we started the group. Maybe that is the key to longevity, Try to stay focused on your immediate future. It should always be fun. I think people burn out because they're trying to chase the expectation of some imaginary listener out there or they're compromising their vision because they want to appease whatever trend is happening at the moment. You have to do it because you want to do it or it is not going to transfer. We're really proud of the work we do, and I know that everyone is going to like it. But if I, if we feel like we are doing our best work and we feel like we are challenged personally while making it, then I think the right people will find it. If you can be satisfied with that, then you can always play music. You might not be in a position where you can make it a career or pay the bills, but you can always play music.
1: Mm. Mm -hmm. I was pulling up some notes because I'm not sure what what, what it was in that that made me start looking, but I'm going to follow up on this and see where we can find out. As far as I can tell, for some reason, Rick has been... Credited on ASCAP as Richard E. Birch. But on this and next week's song, he's Richard Birch. And I kind of want to know when that switch happened and why. Okay, imagined, was it
0: because I said Sexy James Christopher Adkins?
1: Oh, that was it. I wanted to go look up all their names again. That was it. Um, and so I was like, yeah, Rick E. Richard E. Birch versus Richard Birch. What kind of tax shelter does he have going on that That's he right. needs to uh, start a new DBA? uh here's what wait what is his middle name uh e i don't know we always call him Uh, esther esther do you think it's yeah (laughs) 44 j pod if you know rick's middle name
0: i'm gonna guess for for a male i'm gonna say ezekiel
1: i'm gonna say eric
0: yeah i think you're right it's but he's like
1: he looks very norse (laughs) 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 with his hair
0: Quite godlike. Yeah.
1: Uh, Here is what Pitchfork had to say about it. They gave it a 6.9. Thora Siemensen says, lyrically surviving is as sincere as their past efforts, but less specific. You're not alone in pain, never alone in pain, Adkins sings on the album's title track. Uh, And Pitchfork is generally unkind to Jimmy at World, so this is not surprising. The 6.9 is probably actually looked on as a win for them.
0: Right, I would say so. Yeah. <laughs> um the last one that I have that actually speaks specifically oh, so many to more. that track. Okay, good. I do, but I, I I looked through them and they talk about surviving as the album and don't specifically mention that is the uh So, it's very it was, you know, I I expressed this uh this um issue with you earlier it was like it's so hard to find What's stuff it? on a title track. Uh, uh right and and get the stuff that you want. Because you gotta you gotta go sift through all these things that oh they're talking about they mentioned surviving eight times in this as the album never specifically the that initial that track. Is the, so.
1: I'd say this and next week's song are very difficult because e, of, for yes. a different reason next week but uh, yeah but yes. agreed
0: <laughs> very much so I had to do use some minuses to get some of that crap out of there <laughs> uh, okay so this last one that I had that, that explicitly mentions it is from X S noise so that's letter X and S you noise found with all a Z. these ones
1: I didn't find this is so great.
0: Wouldn't it be sick? I mean, like when you hear excess noise, I imagine it's like somebody at a at a sound booth going.
1: Oh, I'm thinking noise. of the Maxell guy sitting in oh, his really? chair. Oh, really? Okay.
0: <laughs> That's true. I can see that too. Like some kind of a noise getting like, blown uh, back opposite. by the excess noise. Yeah.
1: and it's playing um, in they... excess.
0: <laughs> You're right. And the guy, you know that Maxell guy, kind of does look like Michael Hutchins. He does. Isn't that wild, man? It all comes back around. Wild and crazy stuff. Okay, so Excess Noise album review, uh, October 16th, 2019 by Gareth O'Malley, gives it an 8 out of 10. What does Gareth have to say about surviving? Crucially, surviving doesn't trade in optimism for its own sake. As hinted by the maze-like album art, rather, it's steeped in the sort of determination that comes from personal growth and reflection. For frontman Jim Adkins, now 43, this personal growth came partially from the decision to quit drinking at thirty-six. That's helped inspire the resolute mindset that ran through Integrity Blues and has also informed Surviving. Don't hide your face. What you were before doesn't have to be you anymore. He declares on the Clarion Call title track, buoyed by Zach Lin's thundering drums and an incisive hook. The track building to a spine-tingling peak as it sets out the album's stall with the sort of confidence only a band whose lineup has remained stable for over two decades can provide. I think that was really well said.
1: That really was. And now I feel guilty because it talks about how Jim got sober <laughs> at 36. And I don't know why putting a number on it made me feel so guilty because I'm sure you as well as me are here sipping on uh, a cocktail yes. or a beverage <laughs> of a sort. And yep. Susie just topped mine off. So, <laughs> uh, but yes, very well written. Uh, I like that blurb. That was a good one. Yeah. Uh, So I've got, uh, yikes, like six more, um, maybe more. Uh, Clash Music says, uh, a short one, so Words by Dave Beach gives it an 8 out of 10 Clash music, uh, striking the balance perfectly between classic Jimmy Eat World and the band with their eyes to the future. The likes of the opening number surviving and later Diamond could quite easily have been taken from 2001's seminal Bleed American, where elsewhere 555 is sleek and stylish, its production the best across the record. Um, And we've uh, talked about how, uh, I believe in the past, how this is sort of a... Uh, if you were to uh, sort of put Jimmy Eat World's albums in a few different buckets, this would definitely be in a bucket with, uh, Bleed American. Right. Uh, and, uh, and so touching on that. Wall of Sound AU, uh, gives it an 8.5 out of 10. Uh, this is by Tamara May, City, at City Lights Tam on Twitter. Surviving begins with the title track of the album. And it's a soaring stadium rock tune about growing up and surviving life with lyrics. Like in a lot of ways, you're still that lost kid. Yeah. You can still survive. It'll put you in the most uplifting of spirits by the end of those guitar riffs, which are all the same note. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I added at the end of that under the radar mag, uh, Matt Connor says the opening line of Jim Adkins personal statement issued with Jimmy Eat World's newest album surviving reveals the personal nature of the material within. Atkins, the band's frontman and lyricist, has been wrestling with identity and fear, uh expectations and pressure. The older he gets, the more he realizes how silly most of our fears really are, yet how much we've uh we are stifled by them. Uh so that is the blurb that Under the Radar mag had about Jim's little press release that he posted on twitter when the album was released not quite the letter that it came with integrity blues but uh also sort of a uh a, a wordy uh pithy uh few paragraphs um punknews.org. uh punknews.org gives it a four out of five ronaldo 69 is the reviewer from the get-go the Van Halen-like opener, and yes, Adkins said he went for the style to spice things up, is unleashed with this self-titled opener. Uh, so, comparing it to Van Halen, uh, did you happen to go that route for your rave DJ at all? <laughs> did no, you make I, a rave? You know DJ?
0: what? I, I let me see if I did. You know
1: what? I did not. Oh, David. I did, and I think oh, it's the most Justin thing I could have done. So
0: yes, um, I'm excited. All right,
1: uh, uh, all music uh, says. Uh, Neil Z. Young uh, gives it a four out of five. And, as frontman Jim Atkins sings on the title track, you can still survive but not exactly live. And, with surviving, J- Adkins and his bandmates, Rick Birch, Zach Lynn, and Tom Linton, make a case for taking control of life and leaving troubles behind to fully grasp what's to come. As a self-help session for the almost middle-aged, surviving is straightforward and relatable, cycling through highs and lows as powerfully as anything on Clarity or Futures. Um... I just love going down these rabbit holes. Sometimes these tracks. I, I'd say this week and next week have a particular, particularly lot amount. I'm saying this. Uh, a particularly high amount of both blurbs from articles and uh, music reviewers on yeah. uh, YouTube. <laughs> uh, I don't know if these things were just – Everybody thought they could do them uh, in the time frame, time frame that these two albums had come out, but what? Uh, it, it's kind of impressive how many uh, blurbs there are. And it's fun to see people, other fans that are able to write with a platform, call out these other records right. and stuff like that. That's so fun. Uh, right. So,
0: and, and because you were reading off all of these reviews, I just thought I'd jump on real quick to Amazon just to see what they had to say. So mm-hmm. uh, just to give you a little bit of an idea, there uh, are 485 global ratings for this 84% of them are uh, five-star. I wanted to read off the top, oh, please. The, the most helpful and top review from M. Apple uh, titled Awesome Album. They were they gave this uh, album eight days listening. So on October 26, 2019. Awesome album. The sound of this album seems inspired by their early work like Bleed American, like you said, but it's a natural progression of growth from the style of that album. Fantastic music, not a single bad song. Highly recommend.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Terrific. I mean, yes. he said it all there. They yeah. said it all there. Uh, Exclaim Magazine, Eva Zhu, uh for Exclaim Magazine, says... Uh, the title track delivers the punchiest of guitar hooks, instantly letting listeners know that they're in for one hell of a ride. The drum solo and the key change before the bridge make the song so much more memorable. Unfortunately, the excitement is short-lived. The second track, Criminal Energy, is underwhelming at <laughs> one note. It's so funny that they said <laughs> Criminal Energy is one note when right. literally right. Yeah. surviving is one note. Um, <laughs> that was great. Uh, NME... Will Richards gives the album a three out of five lyrically, though it serves as a pretty all encompassing exorcism as Atkins opens the album on its title track by singing, don't hide your face. What you were before doesn't have to be you anymore. Going to stand this ground, going to say it loud. He continues on the title track sounding brilliantly defiant before laying out the album's mantra, never define yourself by choices. Others make, uh, Basically what we just did by dissecting the lyrics, but a uh, music writer can uh, edit it down to something that was nice and concise. Uh, Consequence of Sounds dissected article led up to this album. And uh, here's the little blurb that they had. Dan Caffrey, Ben Kay, and Justin Gerber apparently wrote this short sentence. Um, Tracks like Surviving and Criminal Energy pound well with, well, energy. Uh, so it took three writers to say, it. I'm just joking. It was a very long article, <laughs> <laughs> but that was what, that was where I pulled for surviving. Uh, Everything must was the last one I had on surviving Jimmy Eat world on their part. Choose to trap uh, tap into crisp, clean cut yet larger-than-life sounds, haphazardly flirting with their 2007 Chaseless Light sonic mood board, making surviving its spiritual successor. This comes with big choruses and thick guitars, immediately proving guilty as charged by opener, combo, surviving, and criminal energy. These two... These are two of the punchiest, fiercest, and most unhinged songs to come out of their repertoire in more than ten years. And hell yeah! When they quoted Criminal Energy, they put the period outside of the quote, uh, which is gotta be one of the things that led me to ask the question on the uh, Jimmy World (laughs) Discord. Um, uh, It just—it looks so wrong. How how are people doing?
0: And you know what? I did it for so long. In the year of our Lord, twenty
1: twenty-one. Um. <laughs> uh, so now i've got clips and and articles specifically from the band is there anything you want to cover before i kind of trample all over? yeah
0: it? you know what let's see there was oh you know what i do have something did you read from chorus fm no
1: you're always so okay. much better at going to that than i am if it's not <laughs> in my like list of things i already have bookmarked i'm not getting to it
0: okay all right here we go from uh october 18th, 2019 craig manning has said, highly recommend. I love seeing that bright green. Highly recommend. Oh, yeah. Um, listened to the songs here, though, and it's clear that the title, Surviving, is not intended as a self-congratulatory pat on the back. In a lot of ways, you're still that lost kid. You can still survive, but not exactly live. Frontman Jim Adkins sings those words in the title track, which opens the record amidst a crunch of guitars that harkens back to the sound and feel of 2001's Bleed American. That sonic reference point doesn't seem like an accident. A lot of us were lost when we came to the music of Jimmy World for the first time. Maybe the band were a little lost themselves, reeling from the label troubles that occurred post-Clarity and wondering if they'd ever hit their big break. A lot of years have passed since then, and a lot of things have happened. But this song seems to ask, how far have we all really come? (laughs) (laughs) That's great. That's what Craig Manning has to say at Chorus FM.
1: Craig Manning is always on the Jimmy Eat World beat, and I appreciate Craig's work. Yeah. Um. Uh. Here is Jim on the song number one. <laughs> Surviving. I've learned that when I'm hurting from some kind of pain, I have to look for my part in it, because that is the part I can do something about. Everything else I need to let go, because choosing to carry it means I'll drown. If it's something that truly wasn't my fault, my part is the fact that I'm choosing to carry it. The past is part of you. It doesn't have to define you. When you're ready, you can move forward. Knowing your story is what you'll, uh, what you do, not what happens to you. So interesting reading a quote like this. I, uh, Susie and I just started digging into season two of the morning show. And, uh, that quote has, uh, <laughs> uh lends a lot to the things that Jennifer Aniston's character is sort of dealing with. Um, is the way that she has treated people in the past, yet has done a lot of work that none of these people have been able to see on herself personally. And so uh trying to come to terms with the fact that people people's feelings are valid. And and anyway, it's it's kind of an interesting thing reading that after having watched this episode. So um that is I I, I did not link to where I pulled that blurb from. Let me see if I can copy and paste this into Google real quick and see what I pull up uh toxic people 12 things they do and how to deal that, with them <laughs> how did i come across this quote it doesn't want me to you wonder
0: the same thing with me with my articles it's like we probably do the same searches but how do i come across mine and you don't yeah uh
1: this is on diymag.com so that's where i pulled that's where i pulled it from uh, Arizona Four Piece give us a run through of their most personal album to date on October eighteenth, twenty nineteen. So they uh, they kind of went song by song. That's how I pulled it. They went song by song for DIY Mag, and that was what gotcha. Jim had to say about that song. Uh, did you come across the mini dive? Absolutely did. All right, I'm gonna put this in there. watch together. I wrote a bunch of time codes down.
0: So did I. Oh so I wonder wonderful. If, I wonder if <laughs> I wonder if ours. I only. I only marked off three.
1: Okay. Uh, and maybe those but are I'm probably sh- the three. Uh, I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. But that's not to okay. say that there were nine things we needed to cover. I just wrote down uh, nine, Um, actually ten. Well, let's
0: see if if, if, if you want to go through, and, and I can just mention my three, and if they coincide with yours, then we can just say, Please, okay, yeah. we got those. But I think if you've watched it, I mean, you and I both watched it, and if yeah. you felt like there were more points to Across, like for example, mine actually starts at, at 311. So, if you had anything, before I don't have that, anything
1: at 311. What's there? It's got to be drum. about the drum. So it
0: talks about Zach's drum, yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. Uh, he so
0: talks about Zach's drums.
1: Let's let's start at the beginning, real quick, just because Perfect. Uh, that way we don't have to go back. Because he confirms that this is a song written around one note.
0: The
3: uh, strange, selfish kind of goals that you're compelled to try as a songwriter is coming up with the idea of one part for the whole song. Maybe it's a riff. Maybe it's just the progression doesn't change. But if you can get away with that, it's just this secret kind of feeling like,
1: rad. <laughs> so, I mean, that that alone right there confirms. Right. If anybody had any, que- any doubt, yes, they did it on purpose. And we'll get to that again uh, when he talks about some of the choices he made drum-wise. Um, uh, so let's jump to 3.11. And listen okay. to the drum part uh, that he talks about at that moment.
3: This is just some exact messing around, but it was so rad that we kept it, and the a version of that ends up on the final song. You want to have it. You want to have it start someplace and feel tough, but also have room to go somewhere else and get bigger. So we started off with like uh, you know something simple, just like. Uh, I mean, if it ain't broke. <laughs> so that's like a basic idea, you know, kick, kick flams, and um, flam rest. So this part right here. I just kind of let rad. that go on that, and maybe like every four bars, or maybe even every eight bars, ask him to just try some different fill options so a different fill
1: yeah everyone's a different fill that's so cool
2: I mean
3: they're all super cool that one's rad yeah (laughs) that one is one of my favorites like this one Okay, so now,
1: like, it's <laughs> a very I love, I love watching it. Jim just listen to the drum yeah. parts. Uh, I wrote down, uh, you got anything before 533? Uh, no, my next one
0: is 701.
1: Okay, 533 is fun just because it's Jim being Jim. Uh, let's go to, I can go lo- give a little head here.
3: What's this guy? Hi hat. You got them more tight. You got Thunderstruck here.
1: <laughs> I love it. just
0: calling
1: out like songs that they're doing. <laughs> thunderstruck, sick. Uh, okay, so uh, seven minutes is my next one. That sounds around what you said? Yep. yep. Okay, great. Uh, uh, you want to jump us there?
0: Sure. Uh, yes. And uh, my annotation here is yes, we really mean to do yes, this. Yes, exactly.
3: <laughs> that sounds real. Another device to. Uh, play on the one riff thing is just to lean into it. Let's just accent it. So maybe... <laughs>
0: this is so good. Like,
3: <laughs> yes, we really mean to do this. Yes, we really mean to do this. Here it is. <laughs> we really mean to do this.
4: We do this. We mean
3: to. We mean to do this, do this. It's like, you're not wrong. We're doing this the whole song. <laughs> okay,
1: so now that I got all
3: those so parts. So good.
1: Okay. Uh, uh, I've got 838. And so do I. Sick. My last one. All, All right. right, sweet. This is cool. I didn't realize.
3: All right, 838, here we go. And this is just an acoustic bass. <laughs> then I ran through a bunch of plugins. To make it sound like the shredding. Uh, That's so sick. Shredding like a handbag. <laughs> we open up to the riff but there's no but there's no holes there's no negative space it's just like holding out
1: i have a question right here okay yes oh uh let it play for uh two more seconds (laughs) i'm a tree doug gillard called he wants his guitar riff back who's doug gillard that seems like somebody you would know Oh,
0: you think so? Uh, He's an American guitarist for, let's see, what is he? Uh, Gosh. Guided by Voices. That's what it was. Guided by Voices. Oh, that's a very Jim
1: Poll for sure. Yeah. And my last one's at 940, so let's take a listen to what he says here.
5: I
0: feel like there's this
3: mania that's looming.
1: Oh, yes, yes, yes. You got the
3: hearing aid test. Oh, this hearing aid test, man. I wanted it to be a challenge. (laughs) It's like... A challenge, like something has gone really wrong. <laughs> I dare you to keep listening to this. I dare you to like this. Oops, That's we all like for it. the the end of
0: surviving. Yes. Oh man, I it's love going this to the hearing test. Overcome
3: everything, and then way to go,
1: Jim. We fucking love it. Yeah. <laughs> so good. We're all on the same page there. Yeah. Terrific. Um, so that was the mini dive, and then there's this uh, rock sound track by track. Uh, which is really easy to find them talking about it. Which I'm sure we've said uh, we've be- we're, we're beating a dead horse at this point. But let's hear them talk about this song in particular.
3: What's up, you guys? I'm Jim and I'm Tom, this is our track by track on Rock Sound. Surviving, the title track, the first track from our album, Surviving. What do you what do you have to say about about this, Tom? <laughs> <laughs> you, what, what's your what's your first thought? What's the first thing that comes into your mind about it?
4: It's one of my favorites to play. But it's how
3: we how we started it. How did that come about? I think uh there's, Tom has there's so much there's personality some here in right elements now. on this album <laughs> that uh, that are uh, we're really good at this. Um <laughs> <laughs> I think in general, the, the approach to energy surviving man. was uh less is going to be a lot more like if you have a bunch of things that are really loud pretty quickly. It doesn't seem all that loud. So what can we take away? How little can we have to make something feel complete? Um, so that's why like on songs like surviving on songs like all the way and even criminal energy you hear a lot of negative space in the the guitar playing like on purpose there's a lot of like things take like you're listening to silence in a lot of in a lot of in a lot more places than we normally uh, use and I think that makes things feel a lot heavier so I mean that's kind of where the Um, with that mindset of less is going to be a lot more like that's sort of like how surviving got started
1: look at these Apple watch boys I know I noticed that too man gosh I don't know why why do we notice it so much in this video is that that orange background (laughs) or what Uh, I was saying Tom has Gary Sinise energy oh is that (laughs) what you're saying Gary Sinise huh Ah. he's got like a Sinise vibe to him I dig it Uh, (laughs) rock sound clip So that was, the track by track is rock sound, but what is this rock sound clip I have? I say 107 to 145, they talk about the album title. It is the title track. I know we tried to avoid it as best we could, but let's hear them talk about the album title. So we're going to jump to 107 on this bitch.
6: Hello, this is Tom.
3: And I'm Jim. Majority of the album what prevents you from, I mean, you could, you could, you could operate in a mode of living that's more existence or you could operate in a mode that's more about living, uh, you know, like just getting by, just surviving versus trying to grow. Yeah. And you know, the, the themes on the record, the songs on the record deal with like what, what prevents you from doing that? Like (laughs) where, what's, what's, what do you have to overcome to get to that point where you're in, in a, in a, a state of growth instead of just a state of, existence wow
1: jim has such a fresh cut here oh my god yes <laughs>
0: uh, he just came from fantastic sams i'll bet yeah straight out the door <laughs> he's a sam's
1: man i bet yeah i think I bet so. he's a sam's man uh and if the line is too long he's not above super cuts yeah <laughs> i would agree yeah yeah he, he can sit down he's a common man <laughs> he's a common man uh, Jim on the album title themes, but the song is probably the same. So uh, let's take a look. This is, okay, I've got to send you this link. This is when they did a Q&A on Twitter when the album was released. They're backstage at Kimmel, and this is October 9th, 2019. So right before the album had come out, I'm going to send you this link, Justin, so that you can play it so we can all <laughs> hear it.
0: All right, all right. Let's see this. This is a yes, response seconds to Tommy
1: in. underscore hand on Twitter question. Jimmy Eat World. What was the inspiration behind the album title? Any plans to return to Scotland? Hashtag ask Jimmy Eat World says Tommy hand.
3: Also- so the album surviving is about themes that deal with the, the difference between existing and truly living and how, uh, we seem to put a lot of blocks in our own way that prevent us from doing that.
1: Thank you. So <laughs> so that's that. And then we get from DVN underscore LZBTH, Devin Lisbeth, uh, uh, ask uh, hashtag, ask Jimmy Eat World. I'm curious about the use of the color orange. For this album orange was my least favorite color until i made an effort to appreciate it and now i'm noticing it pop up in meaningful ways so was it just a stylistic choice or does it symbol dot 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 um does it symbolize something i'm assuming uh, okay. they are asking so uh here is zach's reply
3: there's literally no uh meaning
1: to the color orange <laughs> yes. or the album title or the cover <laughs> What's um, new? Our good friend, Nick, who did the art, um, created it and showed it to us, and we loved it. And we love the orange, and we love the black. It's rainy really orange.
3: Or
6: the white. And so we just went with it. And um, there isn't really any meaningful significance to it other than we like the way it looks. <laughs> the most sack yeah.
0: uh, answer. No idea. No idea. And
1: then the, I'm sending you a video of Jim promoting their... All their surviving shows and they booked more for 2020. Uh, and there's just so many posts about this stuff. I mean, we talked about how they weren't able to this this ties in with our Halloween episodes. Ooh, spooky. Ooh, They're announcing spooky. all these shows oh, that yes. never happen. Holding the skull. Uh, so let's listen let's, let's listen to this one example of Jim promoting their tour, which never happened.
0: Oh god, it's so terrible.
1: We gotta make light of it, right? We gotta Yes,
0: we do. At this point,
1: I mean he does. At this point, how, how else are we surviving? Right.
4: What's
0: up,
3: everybody? Jim from Jimmy Eat World here. Excited to go out on tour starting tomorrow in Fort Collins. If you didn't get tickets to see us, we posted up a whole bunch of dates for, for next year. So if we're not in your area or you just couldn't get tickets, check this that out. November 1st, 2019. Um, looking forward to playing new songs, playing old songs, seeing everybody. Come hang out with us.
1: Oh, man. things things you don't say (laughs) i'll take things you don't say in 2020 (laughs) yeah (laughs) okay do you have any other notes on this track uh i think we kind of hit everything yeah yeah i've got a uh uh some additional links i called these these are things that are either reviewers or this fun guy uh jameson lampkin unboxing the album i know we've done this before i don't think we hit Jamison's video but i know we've done album unboxings before uh and i just love the idea that, that we're watching jameson unbox his surviving album so let's take a listen
5: hello everybody everybody hope everyone's doing well it's time for another unboxing so let's get to it <laughs> oh
1: it's we're going from the amazon box it's got a libraries shirt on it must be a band because there's like a skull and crossbones but in guitars a box within a box I'm loving it this is good content i love it oh but it does have a full tab that's the best oh i love this open quickly man libraries rock pulls out the record look at that clean thing all right, tell me about it, Jameson.
5: Jimmy Eat World, Surviving. There's this the is the
1: band. vinyl here he's got.
5: And there's the front again.
1: I love it. This is so voyeuristic.
5: More stickers to add to my sticker collection. He's keeping oh, wait, I stuff.
1: get it. Libraries yeah. rock. Like, libraries are great. It's not a band. Gosh. Oh, is that- <laughs>
0: Where does one buy a shirt like that? Uh, probably Target, huh? My
1: dude works at the library, for sure. <laughs> you know, I was listening to uh, This American Life on NPR, and they were talking about a movie. They did their movie night, because no one could go to the movies during COVID. And they talked about a movie, and it was only available on Hoopla. Uh-huh. So I rented this movie via my local library through Hoopla. I wonder if our... Uh, our listener that worked on um Overcast or right. Over what what is it Overdrive Overdri- Overdri- work yeah, on, Overdrive worked uh, on the Hoopla app.
5: Nice, it's a gatefold, Hell yeah!
0: Oh, knows what he's talking about there.
5: Dusty inside. It's like lyrics, which I love. I it was dusty inside. <laughs> lyrics are always a bonus, a plus.
1: That's right. Making Baratheon right now. see who gets it. Yeah. Okay. Let's see what's inside. What else we got, man? Oh, Let's just see, see what pressing he brown. got. Did he get the white pressing?
5: Yeah. I think I see. Uh, maybe one of those download cards or whatever. I what is it?
1: He's reaching inside oh, the gatefold. Oh, out. and there's a CD booklet inside. There's another one. It's
5: download card. I oh, I a, a
1: download card. Oh, shit. Does mine have that? <laughs> um, I, I have an open mind, David. Back. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. Mine's still in
0: the cellophane, man.
1: That's a collector's item, baby. Thanks for that, oh, here by we the go, way. Here we go. Here we go.
5: Seems pretty. What no, no, he was was
1: oh, he got the black. Oh, that's probably 180 grams. Uh, a man of class. This is side uh,
5: I love how it's like, the A is actual stylized. Like, A. That's A.
1: I also and love that. Oh, yeah. Jameson?
5: This is uh, oh, that's so
1: sick. I love it.
5: kind of hard to tell. Because the white is kind of camouflaged. Well, that's pretty much it. I'm
1: going to put this bad boy back in. Oh, man. I'm going to like and subscribe.
5: i yeah. get listening in a few. But anyway, that's about it. Uh, thanks for... Joining me, checking us out. Hope you enjoy it, And I hope you're doing well. Take care. Peace and much love.
0: Yeah, man. This Libraries
5: was posted rock.
1: March 29th, 2021. Great job, oh, Jameson. Right. Thoroughly enjoyed that. Yeah. He's got tons of videos.
6: Yeah, he does. Uh, so
1: that was Jameson Lampkin unboxing. Uh, now I've got a bunch of album reviews. So this is from Stereo Jacket. And uh, they talk about the song Surviving for a couple minutes here, uh, I'm gonna pull this up and jump to 25 seconds. Every great album. Is
2: driving. Like <laughs> the driving guitars always sound really, really good. Okay, I really, really do enjoy. Their, their ability to create a lot of space and just like let the guitars just kind of like play in and have no words and then go back into it. Like the, like the pre-chorus almost feels like another intro. Like it, I just love how they do that. There it goes. Crescendo. You guys notice he changed the scene from a little bit lower to the next office. Oh, I like, I love that vocal, the na 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 na, na. like that going from those higher octaves down, like that was just so, such a cool slide down the way that he did. It was just really, he's not wrong. Oh yeah.
1: yeah.
5: Oh,
0: (laughs) that real feedback, David. (laughs)
2: I, I wonder. Yeah, I love right. how they they crescendoed up to the effects. last part right. of, of that first song, like, and it got to the point where they just they started fading stuff out. But then they brought in like a bunch of like guitar feedback, like you take your guitar and put it in front of the amp to get a lot of feedback. Um, a lot of uh, the grunge bands back in the '90s did that a lot in their albums, and so I, I kind of like they did that little hat tip to, to grunge um, and in rock. That way, I really liked how they did that. It was pretty spectacular.
1: <laughs> so that is Stereo Jacket. You can find Stereo Jacket on the YouTubes and all these other places. Here is a little blurb from Busted Speakers, and let me jump to five hundred seven.
0: I didn't catch this one.
1: Five hundred seven. I, I I don't know why, but I really went down this rabbit hole of YouTube reviewers because I thought it was so funny that there were so many. I couldn't yeah. believe it.
2: <laughs> they just. First time I put this on, just the first song surviving, those guitars just instantly hooked me in, instantly drew me into the album. And the energy sustained the whole way through, song after song. Like, I was just checking the track list. And even though some of the songs, like, these guitar riffs and uh, chords are so good that they'll be stuck in my head for hours later. Like...
1: <laughs> <laughs> so good, Like content. an
2: earworm. Like an earworm. Yeah,
1: yeah. Absolutely. So that is busted speakers. Now next, we've got True North reviews. Let me jump to two forty-nine on True North reviews. Yeah, some of these people look familiar.
4: Right. a well-rounded sonic experience. And in my opinion, World Surviving does exactly that with a balanced attention to fine detail, especially on the title track. On the song Surviving, I love the pulse, the chugging guitars, and booming drums that they all sync up for a dynamic and electric performance. The drums are certainly given extra freedom to add a, a few drum fills, and it complements and enhances you. the urgent message of surviving over living. Bringing up the cut, Love Never Again, it has some...
1: So there is... That is from, I've already forgotten, <laughs> True North reviews blurb on the song Surviving Music Forever. Did you come across Music Forever? No. At 3.55, Music Forever gives a short blurb about the title track. I guess I was so excited that I was finding anything about the title track and not the album itself. I was like, I need to pull all of these things. So let me jump to 3.55.
4: New ideas, you know, just enough to stay entertaining. However, you all also have some songs on this thing, like the opening cut, "Surviving" or "Delivery," or "Recommit," for example, that just feel uh, kind of typical, maybe a bit too typical for me to really get into all fan. that much. Mm-hmm. Furthermore, Not you know, lost, a
0: fan. Not a fan. in the noise.
1: Says music forever. Like and subscribe on the YouTube's Rock in Movies <laughs> with Tyler. He's got a five. 545, he's got a short little blurb about the title track from the album Surviving. (laughs) Rock and Movies with Tyler. Uh, He is in his car seemingly just the moment after he uh, bought this. And he's got a good lengthy review. I mean, he uh, cut no corners here. So let's jump to 545 and hear what Movies with Tyler. Music and Movies with Tyler.
2: I noticed while even searching through here first three tracks and the last three tracks oh, at the very great. least title track was obvious but have at least one R in it yet none of the other songs in in the middle of the album have an R of course 555 five, 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 you don't because it's, it's numbers and stuff and I don't know if it's like a,
0: it's an interesting take
2: Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so pretty much those last three and the first three, which is kind of—I don't know if that was intentional or not necessarily.
1: I'm gonna <laughs> plandemic, I'll fucking tell you what.
0: <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead fucking and go with plandemic. no. It was not planned, but <laughs> interesting content.
1: <Okay. laughs> Next is modern day masterpiece. Are we getting to the one... bottom of the barrel here? <laughs> I decided no, about no. modern day masterpiece. These are not. These are no particular. Oh cover. damn! So I'm gonna jump to one fifteen. <laughs> oh sorry, yeah. I, I did not put my chef's hat on for these. Uh, jump to one fifteen. I watched them all. These are not new. Obviously, I have time codes. I've seen them. <laughs> And here's the thing Justin is I didn't pull the ones that didn't mention the songs. So I went through and yeah, you many watched of them these. still. huh? And you're all going to watch them and listen oh, yeah. and enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't make me pull this car over. Uh, here's a 15-second blurb, and then he follows it up at the end.
4: I'll the album by. starts relatively strong with the, the title track surviving. It, not a lot happens. Like it, it, It's it's a powerful song, but it's not like it, it has a lot of chords in the song. It sort of stays in the same place through the whole song. Like Good observation. I enjoy the song. I, I do like Okay.
1: It. So he enjoys the song. So then I'm going to jump to 445. Comes back around on this song.
4: Here. Criminal Energy is... Pretty heavy song uh, for them, uh, rem- reminiscent of something like just tonight or uh, nothing wrong.
1: <laughs> this didn't work. 445, here we go.
4: Five of these songs, probably like every time. Uh, but then you know, five of these songs, give or take, maybe like surviving. Um, I'll listen to them. I'll listen to some of these songs for the next few weeks, and I think that means something. <laughs> it felt like if I like half the album. Uh, that means something because there's a lot of albums I listen to and I don't like any of it. Uh, for instance, like the new blink 2 album, I don't really like any of the songs. Hey, oh, man, <laughs> get out of here!
1: <laughs> and let's see when that came out. The new blink 2 albums, California. I mean, yeah. how do you how, how there's like 30 songs and you're not happy with any of them? Ah, oh, come on, man. Yeah, even I <laughs> so like this. Them. Is this next one is Brian delivers you the goods. Uh, 150, Brian delivers us a short blurb about the song Surviving. Hey,
0: ooh, we're
4: up close, man.
1: <laughs> this is intimate. Okay.
4: Um, Those title tracks, Surviving, not so bad. It's okay. a good opener to the record. <laughs> um, Then when you hit Delivery and 5 5.
1: That's it. <laughs> That's it. <And> it's <laughs> That's it. It's <laughs>
0: pretty
4: good. I got one
1: more. I got one more, and can you guess who it is? that I hit YouTube reviews for. Oh
0: God, oh, Paul Roger is not it? That's that, right, yes. Mr. Movie, Mr. Phone Movie himself, phone. ARTV. Oh yeah. Uh,
1: hits us with a nice 30 second review of the song at 5.33, so let me jump to that.
0: Why not start off about not only the opening track, but also the title track, Surviving. This is one of the most defiant songs that I've heard all year. It just feels fresh, yet it's so simple with the way that it works in that riff that automatically hooks you. And then they start adding a little bit more fancy work as they overlay guitars on top of that steady rhythm. Also Uh, the drum group, the
6: vocals, everything just lifts you up. Again, it
0: puts you in the best mood. I have a bright smile on my face when I listen to this song. Wow.
1: Uh, Fickle friends, we've brought up on the pod before. Uh, and he has a Fickled Friends signed album uh, cover. So there it is. Uh, I, Justin Miller. Yeah. Remember when Jake T. O'Donnell did his top 100? Yeah. Do you remember why he did his top 100? No. He did his top 100 in anticipation for this album. So no surviving songs appear on the top 100. So, Justin, okay. what did I do? <laughs> I reached out to the man himself. Did you really? I say. I says to him, I says, I says, Jake T. O'Donnell, would the song surviving make an updated top 100 list were you to re-rank today on October 20th? And not a couple hours later, does Jake T. O'Donnell says to me, he says, for me personally, yes. In fact, that and Delivery would both probably crack the top
0: 25.
1: Wow. Can you believe it? Oh, man. Straight from the horse's mouth. I don't quite have a number but it is in the top 25. In the top
0: 25,
1: wow. uh, I don't have much for community. What do you have for this?
0: Let's see. I've got a few mentions here. I've got um, uh, from uh, JG429, 11 months ago. Surviving Survivor, one year later, thoughts? Uh, And then no other prompt, just a question, self-post. Table for Glasses says, first, let me put it out there that I don't think there's a single weak Jimmy Rolled album. Even the self-titled 1994 has a lot of interesting moments. Uh goes on to say there is of course one big exception, and that is 555, which ranks near the top of the band's all-time tracks. Again, some of the magic to Jim Adkins songwriting is captured as capturing a universal truth in such simplicity and then complementing it with a dazzling hook. I don't know that there are any hooks that exemplify dazzling quite like 555. Stunning song. And then Nez477 says Totally fine that you had that opinion, but man, I think that's completely wrong. Re-listen to it and appreciate the bigness that each song goes for. And they have this to say, surviving, you can still survive, but not exactly live, is so on brand. And then going up an octave for going to stand this cold, going to see it out. It's simple yeah. and amazing. So Nez477 had something to say on that track. In not particular. wrong, Nez. Not wrong. Uh-huh yeah it uh let's see oh i guess in that post from j g four two nine um the where was it yep round four it it states right. to round four so that's what they were
1: I, and in the original surviving it, it made it to seventh place so it gained three spots
0: yes and let's see oh here we go um <laughs> two months ago by deleted uh how has surviving wow. grown on you compared to previous albums now let's see if there had anything special i had in this one how has oh yeah pebble swift's comment let's see um it uh wait this is not right yeah it's just is not really i'm just gonna read the top here um, jg429 comments on this one saying i love surviving it's a top album for me i like the return to a little bit more upbeat pop rock i love integrity blues but I almost never listen to it since it's honestly so depressing, lol. I don't know, I don't agree with that. But uh, Beautiful album, but I need to be in the right mood for it. Surviving is easy to throw on and listen to almost any time, more like Bleed American or Chase This Light. I wonder why I had Pebble Swift's comment in here, because all Pebble Swift says is um, it's in a response to Conway's Triple Deke. Um, it hasn't grown on me. I do like it, but it's not an album that's gotten better with time. If anything, the songs I originally thought were meh are even more meh. And then Pebble Swift's response was not really? I think songs like 555 and Congratulations are great, but I really never uh gained as much appreciation for it like uh Integrity Blues. IB feels far more co- cohesive than Surviving. So, um Oh, you know what? I had the I had the wrong thing here. There was another comment or another opinion post from 4 months ago from Horizontal Beauty. Does anyone else feel this way about <laughs> Integrity <laughs> Blues and survive, Surviving? <laughs> yeah. Um, I listened to Integrity Blues recently, and after listening to Surviving, it almost feels like the conclusion to every album before it. You are free and sure and certain, uh, especially feel like an end of sorts. The album as a whole has the feel of goodbyes to me, like this was meant to be their last album where they would split up after its release. The next album, Surviving, felt like a revival. It felt like it was basically saying, this is us, better than ever, to me. I feel like it doesn't exactly have a connection to other albums before it, like others do anyone else feel this way. And this is where uh, Pebble Swift says they said in one of the interviews, publications, et cetera, leading up to integrity blues that they didn't know what direction, how to go, or even if the world needed another album from them. So mm. I think the album has feelings and tie-ins to that idea and emotions related to it. It's definitely an album about feeling lost. I think sometimes feeling lost can feel like a goodbye. So that's what Pebble Swift had to say. It was yeah, a different comment there. there. Um, And then also, same thing, same comment, or I'm sorry, same post, different comment. Adam's Rocket1234 said, I've written about this before, but in my head, and is no way confirmed or hinted in any way, just me having fun with their art. I see Surviving as the conclusion of the trilogy of Damage, Integrity Blues, and then Surviving. Damage and IV seem related thematically, and Surviving is the conclusion. You can even make a little story out of it. It mostly works. This is just me having fun as a fan and not really telling anyone what to think. So I guess more commentary on the album as a whole, but some some things to pull from that to glean from their commentary there. So that's what I had for a
1: Community. I dig it. I have one last piece for Community, and it's from our boy, Frank D. Ooh. Frank D346 posts... His surviving results, I believe he was maybe our first voicemail where Frank D was not exactly thrilled with the way that Survivor is run in that he felt that uh, certain songs should be... I I remember he had a very specific like, sort of statistics way of going about it and he felt that doing a poll would uh, garner a more true fan reaction to an album that had been just released and he posted the results December 7th, 2019 uh, and here is how the album was ranked then based on the poll versus the surviving number one, five five five. number two, delivery number three, surviving four, criminal energy recommit, I'm giving it the tiebreaker due to more first place votes congratulations, all the way stay diamond, one mil love never and uh, I think that two years on now, I think that's a fair yeah. ranking of the record for sure. He was right. Uh, so I did want to I, I wanted to circle back round to Frank D and his surviving poll versus the uh, survivor uh, thing. So we have I I have two live videos of this uh, or live performances of this. Okay. The first is a board recording i don't know where i got this justin uh, i'm just gonna send you a link to <laughs> got it. it okay i'll take it a look sounds at really it sounds really clean it's really Ooh, good and then I i'll play the these. one of the more recent versions of the song
0: okay here we go this is that uh the one that we happened upon
1: i don't know where it came from
0: yeah no idea let's just roll with it while we have it with us here we go Ooh, i'm getting chills
4: hmm
1: And we can listen to uh one of the more recent versions of the songs from uh ace of spades uh venue in september 2021 uh let's take a listen i'll jump to where was that in that video in that we audio hit clip?
0: 111
1: 111 let's jump to 111 in this video all right and we'll see where we land yeah right up front yeah baby this is probably how jed and kim watch them at uh the chain <laughs> rick having a good time yeah man I think this is the video earlier in the song. Rick has one big long strand hanging down in front of his face. It looks so cool. Oh yeah, that's me. That's me and you. (laughs) Oh yeah, look at Tom get.
0: Oh, get down. Damn.
1: Everything, what an epic ending of this song. We're doing it. We're really doing it, doing it. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, so fun.
4: Damn.
1: (laughs) That's what I imagine they went into or something. I don't know. Uh, Sick. So that is all I have for live... Versions, did you have any covers for this song just,
0: just then? Just a one.
1: Oh, I didn't even find one. I'm glad you found one. What
0: okay, you got? I got Gregory.
1: All right, Mr. let's Greg. hear it. All right, here we go. I remember
0: when he got that squire.
1: Yeah, man. He's got Edward Furlong energy. <laughs> Uh, what did we talk about pickup-wise? What's the one by the neck versus the one by the bridge? Uh, Well, no, no we, were sing- we
0: were talking about single coil and then, uh, well, yeah. And then humbucker is two single coil wrapped together two with single co- So these are
1: both single coils, but one has that silver cover on it. Right, but that's and the a other smaller is, like, a single coil.
0: I think, I think telecast... It's a half coil, then. That's what they say. Is, is- <laughs> How do I know <laughs> I think telecasters have a different type of single coil pickup that make them give them a little bit more twang Um
1: ah. uh,
0: but you're right that is a single coil and uh gosh i wish i could but,
1: and he's got a bridge pickup too
0: yes yeah you're right Sweet. so we should have like a, well, a three channels at least on that thing
1: surviving jimmy Eat world cover both parts i love yeah.
0: it yes um
1: <laughs> so what do you think i mixed it with oh my gosh well i looked. To create the most justin <laughs> cover. <laughs> I could think of. Is
0: this was this my original second favorite band until uh, Jimmy rolled, <laughs> shoved them out of the way?
1: I love this song. Taylor's work on the ride cymbal on this is so good.
7: Don't your face.
6: Yeah. Yeah. Right? <laughs> 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 Woo!
1: <laughs> Very classic rocks out there. Yes. It's interesting hearing surviving with like a chord progression.
6: Oh dude.
7: Yeah. <laughs>
5: <laughs> oh, the drums just going crazy!
2: <laughs> Damn,
5: man!
4: Oh, dude! This is great! Holy shit! working
7: it's working
0: <laughs> oh man I wrote, that was really, really cool. good
1: Justin probably has to change pants
0: <laughs> be right back Holy shit, man! Yeah. Surviving Pretender.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's pretty interesting hearing the song "Surviving" with a chord progression because it doesn't right. matter where the progression goes; it's not <laughs> dictated by anything but a note. Right. So it it, it works. Um, so yeah, I thought that was kind of cool, and I went there. I don't know, like why the Pretender specifically, but I was like, I don't know. I, I guess it was that arena rock sound. Yeah, it definitely that. has that. Yeah. Um, so I thought it would be a cool mix. I love that song. Uh, and, uh, and yeah, I, I love how much like Zach versus Taylor, like that felt like.
0: Yeah. No kidding.
1: (laughs) Like it was really like Taylor just hitting the four on the floor while Zach was just going nuts. Like it's so good. Yeah.
0: Oh, damn. Good find or good, good creation.
1: Thanks man. So Justin, what are your final thoughts on the song surviving from the album surviving before I get, we get into our interview for this episode.
0: I was happy to revisit it. Like I said, I I don't I don't think I chose to listen to this album recently, even though the my counts were as high as forty two on this one. Um, so it was good to re re digest it and look at it internally and how it was constructed. You clearly had realized how it was constructed up front. I didn't until now. Um, and seeing it, uh, you know, seeing how that uh, the sausage was made. Uh, with jim on that mini dive was very special as well this is a and track it's very deserved of being an a, a, an opener an album opener um it, this is a big one for me man I, I love this this track what about you
1: yeah i i don't know if there's anything i can add to anything that i haven't said or yeah. you've said here um but it's such a great way to open this track and this era of the band i'm so excited to hear with songs like this and five five five, which if you played them separately, you would never guess that they were on the same record. I'm so excited to hear where this band goes. I can't imagine that the success of five 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 isn't going to weigh on them in some way. The same way that the middle did, right? Uh, when they had to go and create futures, like ha- you have to have a song like that now. Like you know what I mean? Like it's like when Blink wrote Adam song, and now you have to have an Adam song. Record, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, it's like that. So I'm I'm excited to see where this this band goes and uh and i love that when they write a song like surviving that sounds like it could be from Ble- bleed american 10 years later that's or 20 years 20 late, years later that's so man. exciting yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah um so yeah there it is um and i hope uh uh as we get into um our interviews here uh that you all find yourself to be surviving this hollywood halloween, Hall- halloween season And uh, with that, continue to be excellent to each other. And
0: party on, dudes! Welcome to our patrons, our friends. Uh, You guys were chosen. (laughs) Well, chosen, right? By, By Jim himself. But also, before that, you guys had a couple of awesome experiences with the band. I mean, stuff for the books. So memorable that... We'd love to hear, um, you know, in in detail what you can about uh, those two evenings that you got to spend with the band and maybe a specific member. So uh, with us today or this evening, we have Kimberly and Jed joining us uh, to share their amazing story that they shared on the Discord. And then, uh, you know, it was just kind of passed around and uh, read through it a few times in a very exciting um, a, a, a very exciting series of events. So um, would either one of you like to start off this amazing story?
7: Do you guys do nose-goes? Judd, you started off nose-goes. Oh, <laughs> Kimberly, I was, was,
6: was going to say that, that you should go because you really, like, you did all the hard work putting together those signs <laughs> and everything. But, uh, yeah, yeah, so um, I do apologize for my uh, voice for everyone because I am still really rocking that that husky sexy I sang at two concerts in a row voice for, <laughs> so enjoy um yeah Kim i I feel like you really you set the scene with your uh with your arts and crafts project <laughs> ahead of time because that really that really I think sold it I should
7: I should read the uh let me get the picture I can read what I wrote um yeah so right what what the Okay, so Thursday. Well, backstory: Jed and I actually met before, so that's a little less risky flying to California to hang out with somebody <laughs> that you've at least <laughs> met once. Um, we met in Denver and had a beer together back in the spring. Yeah. So I was at work and we uh, were talking. We we're like, we're going to be there Friday. It's, it's impossible for us to be in LA on Tuesday to pick up these physical tickets. Um, yeah. I went on. What was it? Task Rabbit at one point, trying to pay some guy to stand in line. <laughs> yeah.
0: Wow. You were. <laughs> You were looking for those tickets, and
7: that would have been over two hundred dollars to have him stand in line. And then I didn't know if it would work because he needed Will call in a name. And I was like, "Oh, I don't think he can get Jed and I both in." So we bailed that. And then I was like, "Jed, we're gonna we're gonna stand outside with these signs. Um, here, I'll just read the Jimmy World one. I made a Taking Back Sunday one too because I felt like we had to pander to both fan bases. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so the the Jimmy World one said, uh, "Congratulations uh, on your tickets." We came all the way from Ohio and Colorado because we're feeling lucky you and I could go to this concert. Do you have an extra? We have Venmo and PayPal. Uh, and then I made, I let, yeah, Jed had, held the uh, Jimmy World one and I hold, held the Taking Back Sunday. I brought these annoying like Christmas lights, little twinkly Amazing. lights.
1: Wow.
6: She had um, a Bluetooth speaker. <laughs> we had a whole playlist wow. ready. Yeah, oh my we, goodness. It, it was a whole thing. But so I do believe-
7: you made the, you said the phrase, it was a little, what is it? Fraudit, Fraud, Fra What's the word? The German word?
6: Oh,
1: for people who enjoy seeing Raidenscheid, people's Raidenscheid. misery?
7: <laughs> yeah. Schadenfreude. Schadenfreude. I think, or something. Yes, Sch- jeez. Sch- 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 As we were just standing there very sad with these posters, and everyone's just like, we don't have tickets. Um, but there's this guy, um, Kevin. It was Kevin, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And he he stood in front of us for like twenty minutes, never said a word, and then finally he's like, "I got a ticket," and um, and then, which I'll let you take over. We'll we'll ping pong it. All right, your turn.
6: (laughs) Sounds good. Yeah. So uh, to to set the scene a little bit, like this is not a normal concert venue either. Um, So for those who maybe don't uh, frequent Anaheim, this is essentially a like I want to say for sure two hundred and fifty seat or less venue and by seat i mean standing room in a in a strip mall uh it's right next to the to the thrift store as well so it's it's pretty uh pretty tiny venue but we're standing out here in this parking lot uh sandwiched between the the used car dealership and the target down the street and just just hanging out waiting and the line starts to move and this guy says all right i got a ticket who's coming with me and I think i i pretty much decided ahead of time that uh if, if it was only one of us, it was gonna be Kimberly. So uh we she I said, Kim, it's all you and the guy said, Good good decision, because if you'd taken it from her, I probably wouldn't have let you in. So <laughs> So Kimberly, uh, who has for other pod patrons, uh, may know that she is quite the extrovert, she she decided to hustle the rest of the line and found some some girls, um, and I say girls because I, I can't imagine that they were over, over 18. Um, I, I offered to buy them a beer, um, and they were like, no, we don't want to get kicked out. So, um, any rate, she found a, a, a girl with a, an extra ticket and got in just fine. Um, no issues. We ended up, uh, going in, grabbing ourselves a celebratory beverage. And I think we were, what, maybe... One or two rows back uh, throughout the throughout most of the show. I think we kind of dropped back uh, for the first part for taking back Sunday to like row three. I didn't really want to be in that mosh pit experience so much. Um, though what one of the one of the folks on the Facebook group, I think got kicked in the head or something. Did you say that, Kim?
7: Uh, I mean, my FOMO, I don't, I'm not in the group any more, but I recognize Sherry. I think she's kind of like famous in that community. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, during Taking Back Sunday, somebody like kicked her in the head and someone told me she got a concussion maybe or a lump. Oh, jeez. Or... Damn. Um, yeah. yeah.
6: So it was, uh, it was really both bands. Great show. Super tiny stage. I uh, think, uh, I don't know, maybe, maybe the size of like a a very tight one car garage. I, I, I can't, I don't have a good, it wow. was, it it's was long
1: like that. Yeah.
6: Yeah. It's, it's like a long little kind of tiny room. Um, outside is where like, basically there wasn't even enough room to have all of Jimmy world's equipment stage. So it was just literally sitting in the, like the ADA spots in the parking lot, um, for a fast switch over. So, Great, I you know, Taking Back Sunday, great show. I felt very old um, because I didn't know a lot of the songs. And um, if I knew some of them, you know, I, I, I sung along to some of the, uh, like, Tell All Your Friends kind of hits. Um, but other ones, I either didn't know them or it was too loud and I'm too old to, you know, the hearing shot. So, yeah.
7: I didn't look at the set list, but I'm pretty sure both nights were very similar, which isn't... What Jimmy World? They played completely different sets, but I feel like Taking Back Sunday's sets were pretty close. Yeah,
1: that's awesome. So I've had I, I've seen a few shows there. The big show that I've seen that was sort of on par with what you guys did was I saw Angels and Airwaves there. It was their second show ever, and it was like I think it was a MySpace secret show or something like that. And uh, and the coolest thing is we were just like you we are right up at, up front and the difference at a show like this versus another show no matter how small even the glass house is there is no pit section there's no security gap you are like i remember uh doug uh, who actually recently passed away but uh, tom's guitar tech is taping down his pedal board and he tells us uh, <laughs> as we're standing there he's like if you touch this it will be the shortest show you've ever seen because it's just there. There's no, there's no like personal space. There's no gaps. And I assume it was the same, uh, at that show. There were no security personnel between the band and the audience
6: or anything. Correct. Yeah. I I think they had a few folks posted up front, uh, for when the, uh, evidently the, it must be kind of a, a famous saying for the, for the venue because there, I saw some shirts later on that said like no crowd surfing, no moshing. Um, but there was definitely a little bit of a pit feel for taking back Sunday and some crowd surfing going on. So there were, I want to say one or two guys up front to kind of return people back to the audience yeah. once they got on stage. But yeah,
1: man, what a crazy show. And so, yeah. uh, in terms of, the, oh, let's talk about the set list, uh, deep cuts only. What a great, set I made a playlist of it and there were some mods to the screenshots that got uh or the pictures that got shared on social media right they didn't play the set list that got posted they swapped out a song can we talk about the set list a little bit
7: yeah Yeah. admittedly I mean I maybe I can't call myself a fan because I don't really listen to anything from Static Prevails and then the first song came on and I looked at Jen I'm like am I even a fan what is this (laughs) um but I I knew everything else um
1: listen to that episode I'm a fan of that song <laughs> <laughs>
7: um, yeah go I, I don't know Judd why don't you ping- pong it to you what do you think of that song yeah us?
6: I mean it was it was really cool we heard some uh, some new stuff uh, so Kimberly's talking about uh, what I would say to you now or what would I say to you now depending on you know which iteration <laughs> of uh, liner notes you're reading um, but I think we also heard Softer for the first time in wow. quite some time. Mm-hmm. I'm, uh, I'm cheating over here a little bit now off of uh, setlist.fm. Um, got, a, got, I would say, a pretty darn good rendition of, like, short version of Goodbye Sky Harbor, which isn't super rare, but it was, it was kind of nice to hear the what I'll call like the rockin' version uh, to close out the show um, over the longer version from like the Phoenix Sessions.
7: It reminded me of that um, the iTunes session, like a, the six-minute iTunes. Yeah, yeah. Um, also, as a Clarity fan, it was Clarity heavy, so I was pretty happy about that. Yeah.
6: Yeah, super, just some super good, good hits. I, I know at one point uh, Jim got on the mic and, you know, just kind of said, uh, hey, if you're coming tomorrow, it's going to be a very different set list. And that was, you know, I, I think some good fan service there loved loved that part. Um it's really good to see uh all five of the guys up there on the stage kind of rocking out. Um Kim uh I think you got a a pick or two out of out of the deal um as well.
7: Well I got on my phone and like went on Instagram story to text so I can make it big. And so well okay so I wanted I figured Robin's the extrovert. I can get a pick from him, but I couldn't remember if it was Robin with an I or a Y. And I didn't want to insult him. So I wrote our R Birdman. <laughs> like <laughs> that's <not> insulting. <laughs> Calling a man <massive> Birdman. Birdman. So <laughs> Birdman, can I have your pick? And then Tom like looked at it, and you could tell he's like, what the fuck? I'm like, Birdman, Robin. And then Tom just was like, whatever, you can have my pick. Um so yeah, Tom ended up giving me his pick. Um, And then I wanted to get a pick for Jed, so at the end, I was like, you know, and he's like, oh, wait, you got one already. I was like, yeah, I did, (laughs) so I didn't want to try to trick, Um, but then Kevin, the guy that gave me the ticket, who's apparently super generous, when we were out in the parking lot, he gave me a pick that he got from Rick, so I could pass that along to Jed. Sick.
0: That's awesome. Man, what a stand-up guy, Kev.
6: Mm -hmm. Yeah, unsung hero of the night. Yeah. into the
7: of the, the setlist, because I know they subbed out congratulations, right? Um, right. I feel like I heard Zach start to play it on the drums, so I don't know why they aborted it.
1: According to Setlist FM, there was some technical difficulty.
7: Oh, okay.
6: I think the, speaking of Zach uh, being pretty much ready to party, there was uh, uh, kind of the big uh, Jimmy Eat World group. I think uh, Joyce was in it, and uh, oh, I'm totally forgetting her name. Caitlin? Uh, Caitlin? Yeah. She used to run Jimmy uh, world online and like the kind of big group that she was in, there was somebody who had essentially like a three by five note card that just had caveman written on it. Um, <laughs> and Zach was like, you know, like Jim was kind of looking at it and he's like, yeah, yeah, we'll see. And Zach is back there. Like I, I got it. And he yeah, starts playing the intro riff for it. Like he's, he's ready to go. But, uh, so I think, uh, if I, if I get a chance to see him, here in the in the next uh, few months, I'll, I'll 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 pull that same trick and write "Caveman" on the the smallest possible piece oh, yeah, of paper. Yeah, everybody I can should find. just start
1: doing it until they work it back into the set. Yeah, they just work right? right? softer <laughs> back into the set. Let's do it.
6: Yeah, so that was that was uh, pretty fun too. And yeah, I mean, we got the at least the the first couple notes uh, or uh, first little bit of the the drum riff for it from from Zach, and then I think uh, everybody else was uh, not as into it. So.
1: And so that is the question, though, uh, I guess you're meaning the band, but how was the crowd? Because you would assume that it's all super big fans in that they had to go down to either Orange County or to the chain reaction. If they lived in Orange County twice, uh, one to get the tickets and two to go to the show the night before uh, on crazy short notice. Was everybody stoked on the set? Uh, were people confused? <laughs> <laughs>
6: you know i i think everyone was having a good time i would say it it did seem to be a pretty good mixture between uh taking back sunday fans and jimmy world fans but i would say uh kind of a group that that knew both or at least knew kind of the the clarity era um bleed american era stuff for sure so and it it was nice to hear a few uh few of the newer songs stuff off of surviving and, and some of that that stuff as well too just to kind of Add some add some new stuff for maybe some of those fans who were, you know, maybe had seen seen the uh, Jimmy world play there back in the back in the late 90s.
1: So then the next day, the day has finally come. <laughs> Chain Fest uh, ha- had been postponed, what, three or four times at this point and uh, finally was happening on my birthday of all days. And uh, I just wasn't going to make it down there. Uh, and, and, uh, Justin had a camping trip planned. Like we are the fakest of fake fans, uh, having not been at either of these shows, but how was chain fest, uh, compared to, uh, chain reaction and what time
6: they go on, etc.
7: <laughs> I was first. <burned. laughs>
6: I think I might've lost that nose ghost there. Um, so chain fest was pretty cool. We got, we, uh, so we met up with, uh, Angela who, uh, started slash runs the discord um, met her at the train station. And we happened to uh, luck into picking her up right as Jimmy world was doing their sound check. And the train station was essentially just right outside of that area. So it was cool to That's be awesome. able to hear that sound, sound check. Um,
7: and then, which is adorable and- because she loves trains. <laughs> so to see her like hearing Jim's sound check right by a train, I mean, it was like the best Two minutes of her life and that is
1: no joke like angela stands trains
6: yeah so um kimberly i i think you kind of had a f- had some fun experiences because you had better tickets for sure for uh chain fest so i don't know if you had any good experiences for with any of the openers that we saw um anything to share there
7: well uh so there was a, a break i we got there at for Amberlin. i do like Amberlin. probably knew like half of those songs and then um, I saw Caitlin and Lauren from the night before. So I was like, you know what, I'll just go like sit over by them during May Day Parade and Circus Survive because I'm not really into those bands. They're great, but I don't really know them. And then so Jed calls me and I never talk on the phone. So when I see a phone call, I'm like, oh, no, what did Jed do? Is he hurt? Did something happen? <laughs> and I pick, up, I pick up the phone and I'm like a little skeptical. And he's like, do you want to meet Jim? In this very, like, calm voice. And I'm just thinking... So I I reply, I was like, Jim who? Because who calls somebody asking if they want to meet Jim Adkins in a very monotone... (laughs) Anyway, he's like, what'd you say snarky back to me?
6: (laughs) I think something to the effect of, you know, Jim, the the singer in that band we're here to see.
7: (laughs) So So I, uh, like, start brisk walking, which I'm a fast walker, so I'm sure that looks like I was running. Um... To where he was just hanging out by, like, essentially, like, the beer tent, hot dog stands, whatever the concession. um, Just talking to people. Uh, So um, Swarms of people, or was it chill? uh, Chill. No, so chill. Um, Well, Jed, you... you, Okay, ping pong back to you, because you had already had your moment when you called me. So how was your moment?
6: (laughs) My moment was good. So I I don't think I realized that neither you nor uh, uh, Angela had gotten to meet any of the band before. And so when we, when Angela and I were walking over to our seats, I recognized a dude who was either Jim or Jim's doppelganger, just kind of chilling, listening to the set. And I'm like, well, mental note, that's, that's for sure Jim. Um, but didn't want to, you know, didn't want to ruin his enjoyment of the, of the first part of the fest. So uh, once Amberlin was done, we walked up there and I, I was trying to play it cool. Cause I just wasn't for sure. And, you know, didn't want to make any promises to Angela, but he was up there chatting with a couple fans, um, maybe looked like somebody from another band or from kind of the, the industry, so to speak. And, you know, I was just like, Hey, you want to, want to go say, Hey, and ended up getting to say hello, talking a little bit um, given how far both Kimberly and I traveled. We, asking when some of the touring was going to make it out our way, because those who are keeping track have probably noticed that uh, a lot of it right now is uh, West Coast centric. So, uh, yeah, we we ended up saying, "Hey, uh, I knew we probably wouldn't get anything signed, so I uh, asked him to sign uh, my Jimmy World Taking Back Sunday split that I had brought out because I thought I'd look real cool with it because it's a collector's item, but it sounds it sounds like somebody." then they and found taking back that sock in. and we're
1: selling it at the show. Yeah, yeah, there's a whole <laughs>
6: box of them there. So I bought another one cuz you know, who doesn't need 15 of that record? Um yeah, so ended up meeting him, super super good dude as as always nice to get some awkward photos with him. I, I for whatever reason I I tend to be awkward in every gym photo that I've taken. Me and Rick really vibe, but Jim and Jim and I just uh were uh like peanut butter and pickles or something. <laughs>
0: Okay, I, I have a question, though, for either of you that were so close to Jim. What does Jim smell like?
7: <laughs> I didn't smell any. <laughs> Ironically, we're doing nose <laughs> Nothing,
0: no cologne, doesn't smell musky, doesn't smell sweet.
7: I didn't smell anything.
0: Nothing? Okay.
6: All right. That's how we learned Kim has COVID. No, no <laughs> sense of smell. Um, no, he, uh, yeah, I, 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 I didn't get anything, but... Uh, you know i i would say from previous interactions it was nice to uh meet up with him pre-show versus yeah. uh, post-show cuz usually he's a little <laughs> bit, a li- as as a little some funky. fans may have noticed uh, he's he's a little bit of a sweater so yeah so that's that's the best i can tell you. Yeah. so
7: um and i try to keep it i mean i'm an extrovert but i when i meet like any famous person i i feel like i their time is so limited and i didn't want to like go on and on and on so i tried to make it kind of quick um i showed him my tattoo i'm like hey you remember from the phoenix sessions vip whatever that meet and greet i was like i'm the girl the tattoo um he, he's like oh i remember who knows if he actually did but i was gonna say <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, if you do i don't know 400 of those do you really remember talking to me for two minutes and 30 seconds i don't know um but yeah it was that was delightful uh well, I'd, uh, to speaking of our ticket difference, I had bought mine back in February when I thought it was supposed to be Memorial Day weekend. And the tickets back then were pretty cheap because I think people weren't sure if, you know, with COVID, if it was going to happen or not. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to risk it. I can fly out there on Memorial Day weekend pretty easily. This one was okay. You know, I took a personal day, but um, so I'm, I'm glad that I bought my ticket back then because I know, I mean, they just skyrocketed after it got moved. Yeah. But I I will say my pit experience um, it seemed maybe just the part of the pit that I was at but it seemed more Taking Back Sunday heavy um, I don't I don't know I was slightly stage left a little bit a little bit between Jim and Rick but more towards Jim um, still a delightful experience but I don't know it seemed a little more Taking Back Sunday heavy
6: the seats also cleared out uh, a bit after Taking Back Sunday I wouldn't say it's like you know everyone left but it was uh, I, I would agree with Kim there that it seemed like uh, there was a fair fair amount of folks there for uh, circus survive and taking back Sunday um, who maybe listened to a couple of the couple of the first songs and then decided it was time to beat the traffic home or whatever so yeah so Jimmy world
1: uh, closed out the show
6: they they closed out the show yeah so that was and that that for me was great um, and I think that's probably where most of my my voice that you can't hear anymore uh, uh, went because uh, I think Angela and I were just having a grand old time back there. Just, uh, just singing along with everything. Um, fairly long set list. I was, I was surprised for a festival show. It, I, again, I'm cheating over here, but almost uh, 20 songs long, um, which sometimes you get into those festival ones and you, you know, you get the, the top 10 kind of list thing. So that, that was nice
1: yeah a- any surprises like i'm not seeing anything here on uh setlist fm but were there any surprises in the show in terms of like, you know festival shows it's like oh and and so and so is coming out to perform this song with us or
6: no no uh no kind of weird not weird necessarily but no uh unexpected i guess is a better word covers no unexpected guests or anything like that um
1: I really want James King to come out and play all the way with them. (laughs) Oh uh,
6: yeah, that, that would be a delight. (laughs) So, um, it wasn't as much of a surprise because we'd heard it the the night before, but, uh, having no sensitivity, um, back in the, back in the set list, it, it seems was pretty, pretty cool to hear that. That again, um, yeah. I, I want to say it was, I, I missed 23 a little bit cause I feel like that's been a staple at a lot of uh, shows yeah. that I've seen. Um, but it, it, it was nice. We got a couple of surviving tracks in there as well. And, you know, he, uh, I think Jim was kind of vamping on stage being like, Oh, it's from our new record. <laughs> um, which obviously <laughs> not so new at this point, but, uh, yeah, it was, it was nice to kind of hear, hear some, uh, poking fun at the fact that we haven't really gotten to gotten to have as much of the celebration around around uh, the most recent record there but uh played some good tracks off of it for sure so i don't know kimberly was there anything that you were feeling
7: uh well i i wanted to go into it surprised inspired by justin going to the how do you, paso robles um yeah but yeah. then after you went, and I had so much FOMO, I was like, "Oh, I'm just gonna look and see what he got to listen to." Um, I feel like it was pretty similar. So at the that show, do you feel like people left after Taking Back Sunday? Yeah, it was.
0: No, uh, we were up at the front at the barrier, and every time I looked back, every couple of songs, even like let's say it started even with Taking Back Sunday, right in the middle of their set, I looked back, and it was getting packed. There the, the were spaces closing in. By the time they ended, it had they had all closed in. And then as as Jimmy World went on for the first few songs, I just looked back and it was a sea of people. So no, no one didn't seem like anyone left. The people who were around me stayed around me the whole time, from what I I remember, at least. So I <laughs> it had, was a
6: good show. <laughs> I had not really spoiled myself, other than maybe kind of catching some stuff on Reddit or uh, I I've been on the uh, hashtag Jimmy World uh, tag on Instagram a lot more, just trying to find folks who are around and get some better pictures, uh, especially for Chainfest, where our, our seats weren't great in terms of getting a good photo of the group. But, uh, now that I'm looking back through the set list, it, it does look like lucky Denver mint was, a uh, was kind of a surprise there, um, mm-hmm. compared to some other shows. And that, and that was pretty cool to, to hear. I, I know I've heard it a few times. Um, but that may just be, uh, by virtue of, you know, being a, Colorado show goer mostly. And, uh, you know, Denver is pretty, pretty common, uh, common location for shows here. So I think they, it's a little bit of uh, fan service in that way.
7: Yeah. You know, one time I was telling somebody this recently, one time, well, the last show before the shutdown was in New Jersey that I went to. And so I thought when he said, um, New Jersey success story, I thought everyone in New Jersey would go crazy at that line. And nobody really did. I was like, Oh, well surprising.
1: Yeah, we <laughs> talked about that on the big casino episode. Is uh, somebody had brought that up on Reddit, and uh, and yeah, it seems surprising that nobody went crazy.
7: I if, yeah. if they said Cleveland in a song, oh my god, I would. I've already <laughs> <say>. know, right?
1: <laughs> Get on it. <laughs> jimmy eat world crew <laughs>
5: well
6: i'll i'll do do better next time i uh see them here in colorado and i'll i'll really go go wild when they sing lucky dumber man so we'll try to make it that <gasps> so
1: just start going crazy at all the people around you so yeah uh well you guys had a weekend for the books uh and uh i i, I was so excited to live vicariously through you um and uh, and I even uh, had plenty to drink, even though I couldn't be at the show with you guys, thanks to you guys. So uh, I wanted to thank you guys for that. And uh, uh, before we head out, this is our big Halloween episode where we're covering the song Surviving. So I wanted to see if there was anything uh, you guys wanted to say about that song before Justin and I go and do a deep dive on it real quick.
6: Kimberly, you're killing <laughs> <Jed's up>. <laughs> me with these nose goes. <laughs> Um, you know, uh, surviving great, great title track. Um, I, I didn't know what you all were recording. Otherwise I would have done, done a little bit more homework, I guess. I don't, I don't have any hot takes, but, uh, if I come up with anything, I'll, uh, try to sneak in a voice voicemail, I guess. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So for four J E pod, right? Yes.
7: <laughs> and then, Oh, that's something I, uh, Jocelyn you put on discord that you want to hear our, uh, Impressions. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I did. Jed, did you practice Only... your David impression?
6: <laughs> no. All right, I, I just. My, my, my voice do doesn't fly. even I want to hear it.
7: Well, now that Jed just said that, I just wanted to be like, for oh, Jed. Oh, wait, call. wait, wait,
0: wait, 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 wait. So, wait, let's do this. Jed, I, w- I want you to be David. Kimberly, be Justin. And then go ahead and do a little. Maybe you can do the salutation, the little, or the send off, something like that. Or even our little. This is Jimmy E Pod. Can you do one for? Oh yeah, yeah. I, for I, surviving.
6: I can. Uh, I can do it. Not necessarily for surviving, but I, I got something. So. But uh, you got to do it in David's voice. Oh gosh, um, sorry. <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm like slicking back my hair. <laughs> <laughs> okay, button it up here. Um, okay, well, <laughs> well, Kimberly. Um, do you have any final thoughts on the uh on the Orange County shows um
7: with that? Wait, am I pretending to be Justin? Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Um I, I really like that open G <laughs> drop D in that song. <laughs> and the lyrics were um, you know, really spoke to that moment in your life. <laughs> 4A4 <laughs> J pod. <laughs>
1: It do be like <laughs> that sometimes. Yeah. It does. I really I really does, should have man. uh
6: should've dropped some uh you know, Apple Music Love, Spotify Hate <laughs> in there. So you know. As as you can hear on uh on Apple Music, the superior streaming service. Uh mm. yeah. So yeah, that's uh that's the best I got. Um I well, think.
0: thanks for indulging me. I wanted to hear what you guys had to say.
6: Yeah, I'll um, I'll I'll work on that for uh, for a future guest spot. So if if you'll have me, because that that was a little bit of a train wreck. So yeah, that might have been. I'm gonna
0: stop sounding so much like Kermit the Frog. <laughs> um, we'll see, see how well that goes for me.
7: <laughs> you know, I was telling my husband that you know here, Jed and I were coming out to California. And I was like, "What are these two posers? They're not going to the Jimmy the Jimmy Pod guys aren't even so. One of these days, we're all going to go to a concert together. We'll make it happen.
1: Yes, please. Yep. Maybe uh yeah.
7: the Greek or something like that. And now that I know what that is, because you guys talk about it.
6: <laughs> yeah, I, I will true. say, um, you know, for for anybody who is maybe, I guess some 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 parting words of advice for anybody who's feeling maybe a little bit of trepidation or worry about meeting up with some folks from the discord or the Facebook group. Um, I will say that getting together with uh, both Kimberly and Angela and even some of the other folks that, that we met there at the show, it um, fans always seem to be really good at taking care of each other. Even some of the, the mosh pits that I, I mentioned earlier when they got a little, little out of hand i feel like folks were good to you know get people picked back up or maybe form a little bit of a human wall to you know save some folks who were maybe not quite ready for the mosh pit so uh i i will say that uh as as always uh jimmy fans are excellent to one another
7: oh nice
6: <laughs> all
0: right
7: <laughs> party on, i couldn't dude. figure out how to tie it in earlier so. <laughs>